0: Welcome to Purpose 360. I'm Carol Cohn, and I'm so excited for today's guest. This is Kathy Rogers, and Kathy is Executive Vice President for the American Heart Association Western States Affiliates that's a large title. Kathy's also had a major role at headquarters at American Heart, and that's where I met her um, about 15 years ago. And we got to create American Heart Go Red together. I'm so excited because that has become one of the foremost signature not-for-profit platforms and initiatives of any not-for-profit in the country. I'm also excited because this is our first non-profit interview. And what's so special besides that Kathy is just wonderful is that she thinks like a business person, but she's got a heart as wide as the Montana sky. And she is the kind of person that can bring people together with great care insight, empathy, but keep things moving along with big, bold ideas. So with that, Kathy, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you so much, Carol. It's always so great to talk with you, and I just love being here today with you. Kathy, talk a little
0: bit about your current role, because it's like you're running a mid-sized business. You have employees, you've got revenue goals, you've got zillions of volunteers. So share the scope a bit with our listeners
1: yes um, you explained it exactly right in the intro that I oversee our Western states affiliate which is the western region uh, for the American Heart Association and uh, in this role I'm responsible for managing almost or close to 400 staff in partnership with thousands and thousands if not millions of volunteers throughout the Western states affiliate and our the goal is really to raise money and deliver on our mission in the local communities throughout the ten states that comprise the Western states affiliate and the mission
0: for the American Heart Association, writ large, and then we're going to get into Go Red for women, but writ large, what is the mission?
1: the mission is to save lives and have an impact on heart disease and stroke. You know, we put our goals, I'll say one thing is very important that we are goal driven and focused on impact. And we have a 2020 goal that we are working to right now to improve the health of all Americans by 20% while also continuing to reduce death and disability from heart disease and stroke by 25%. And so that is something we're working on through 2020. And we're just getting ready to unveil our 2030 goal uh, soon to be out in the next few months.
0: Talk a little bit about your role when it wasn't in the Western part of the country.
1: You know, it has been a while that I've been with the Heart Association. I've been with the organization for almost 25 years. And I can't believe, Carol, it was 15 years ago when we met. And when we met uh, during that time, I was at our national office, which is in Dallas. And I was charged with evolving our consumer and patient facing initiatives as our executive vice president of consumer health. So I worked at large in creating our strategies direct to consumer and patient as well as different types of overarching projects that impact everyone throughout the country. And it was very exciting, obviously, talking about one of the key initiatives being Go Red for Women.
0: There was a a turning point, a pivot point at the American Heart Association. It was something that your CEO at the time, Cass Wheeler, who was another fabulous person, who said that you need to be more passionate. And he actually labeled it the passion project. And that was the beginning of Go Red. Can you talk about what was happening at American Heart? How are you going from, as you've said, the white coat? the scientist and men's hearts to the red dress.
1: You're exactly right. So Cass Wheeler, who was our CEO at the time, um, did start an initiative called Our Passion Project, which really ultimately was about making our mission and the whole um, initiative around heart disease and stroke much more consumer relevant and getting people really much more passionate about the work that we do and understanding how much heart disease and stroke impacts so many individuals and families across the country. And when you think about it at that time, we were very deep in science and research. And that is what we are about. You know, funding research and doing and, and making sure that the best research is being looked at for heart disease and stroke is the pillar which HA was founded. It's ingrained in our organization's DNA, but we really did need to connect better with the consumer and with patients to inspire that passion around this issue and to really start to elevate and look at many different strategies on how we could do that.
0: I'd love to go back to the beginning because Go Red for Women actually is a Harvard Business School case. Uh, We were very fortunate to be asked to work on it, and it's very rigorous, but I love the introduction. And the introduction is something like, for the third time, Carol Cohn got a message from Kathy Rogers at the American Heart Association. And Carol, basically, I remember, I kind of just set it aside. Finally, you were so pleasantly persistent that she got me on the phone and said, I've got to come see you. Can you talk a little bit about what you twisted my arm to do and how you started working on uh, what became Go Red for Women?
1: Yes, I always laugh, Carol, when I uh, think back at that time of uh, kind of being relentless of of making sure (laughs) that I was going to get you to work with us. At that time, we really, as I said, there was many different things going on in the organization, but we were really looking um, through the eyes of our consumers again and seeing what it is that we wanted to be able to really propel and elevate in that space. And the other thing at that time is I was talking to a lot of different corporate partners and there was a really strong interest in women and what we were doing specifically for women. And so I think with those things coming together helped us to lay that platform of what we wanted to start a discussion around as it related to women and heart disease. There were a lot of different things that we knew, but number one was that women we were not aware that heart disease was their number one killer. And that was something that I think was our aha moment as we all started working together.
0: You know, I love it because you said to me, well, you work with companies and you create these platforms and focus programs. And I said, yeah, but we don't do it for -for not-for-profits. But Kathy was uh, lovely and persistent, and we began to work together. Um, we had a lovely team at Cone. I'd like to give a shout out to Christian. Derrigan Miranda, um, who was basically the guide for all of this. I just, you know, she did amazing work, and then I got to go up and present it. But Christian is is one of my uh, dearest colleagues, and did a fabulous job on this. It takes a team, both at the client and as well as uh, the agency, to truly do disruptive breakthrough ideation. So Kathy, talk about why a branded program and a name was important to this, and then let's talk about the elements.
1: Sure, I'd love to. And and you're right. It takes a team and I I so enjoyed working with all of the Cone team and the American Heart Association team and our volunteers to make this happen because it doesn't just happen with um, a couple of people. It really does take everyone working together. So let me talk about why it was important. I think as we started to work with Cone, we knew and, and, you know, think back again about how we are. We are very science-based structured that we needed to put together some sort of framework that could mobilize all of the different ways um, and assets that the American Heart Association had. And we looked at um, some specific ways about how to brand this and why it was important to brand it differently. Part of the biggest obstacle was is that we needed to be more relevant um, to the uh, women and the audience that we were trying to get to, especially with this important message that that women didn't know about. And so we knew we would have to look at it a different way. So yes, we decided we were going to brand differently um, and we would need to pick something that was more relevant. And then we would also be looking at uh, you know an overarching framework that encompassed the entire organization to build out this new, um, at that time, we were calling a cause platform for the organization.
0: And talk about two things in the brand, the name and how we came up with something that was not your standard name and then the icon.
1: Yes. Okay. So- First of all, let's talk about the name of Go Red for Women. So there was definitely controversy over how we would name this and what the brand should be. So I, I, again, I laugh when I think back now 15 years ago, but you know, if you think about it at that time, a lot of the health organizations, including the American Heart Association, we typically called our campaigns or programs uh, names that were very much, um, Uh, had the the name of health in it. So think about we had a program, an existing program, that was quite um, small at that time called Take Women to Health. And those are the types of names that we would have used, right? So there was a lot of people in the organization that wanted to move forward with a name similar to that, much more programmatic, much more campaign-like at that time 15 years ago, Obviously, through the knowledge that you brought to the table and many others, we knew that we needed to do, at least some of us did, knew that we needed to have something much more relevant and bold than anything we've done before. So we went through testing of some names. And I remember the day, I, I still as clear as day in my head, where we were making a final decision between the name of Go Red for Women and another name that was similar to that name I just said about Take Women to Health. and. Uh, we had a lot of discussion about Go red because one of the problems was as we went through testing of that name with women. and of course, the one that stuck out to women was the one that was much more related to health versus Go red. But the reason for that is because obviously it made more sense to those women. but it wasn't that Go red tested poorly, but it was also that um, Go red was a little bit less uh, connected to the work that we were doing, but we Knew we had to go out with that name. Now you have a funny story about what else happened that maybe you can share a little bit about.
0: Yeah, I I was. We were back at the at the agency, and we were going, "Oh no, it's so plain vanilla. It's not going to be a rallying cry." And then all of a sudden. The name that you wanted appeared on the package of, I think it was a Heinz product or a Campbell's product, and then we went, "Yeah, it's not going to clear." <laughs> That's exactly right. what happened, and so it, we had a little bit of serendipity and a little bit of like, oh, I don't know, looking up to the sky and saying thank you, um, to help us get the um the more powerful. But you know, we had to earn and and build the awareness for that wonderful rallying cry. Now let's talk about the icon because in so many situations we find not-for-profits, it has to be ours. It can't be like anybody else. We must be individual. It doesn't matter if we only have two people that want to wear it. You did something very different and very, again, bold.
1: Yes, we did. And this was really looking at the red dress as the icon for women in heart disease. And at that time, you're right. Again, we had split thinking within the organization that there was a Half of the, you know, our our volunteers and staff were thinking the same way you just explained. We need to have our own brand. We need to have our own icon. But at the same time, um, uh, the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, which is the NHLBI, was working on some things related to women and heart disease, as were other coalition partners. In fact, the American Heart Association was a part of that coalition. Well, NHLBI had discovered and created a red dress icon to be the symbol of women in heart disease. And so we had a big internal decision to make. Do we go with NHLBIs, the red dress icon that they had just created, or do we go with a separate brand? And what we decided is that we really were doing this and we're always doing things at the Heart Association for a bigger purpose, for our mission. And the mission at hand at that point was the issue of women in heart disease. And we thought it would be a disservice to create another icon and not mobilize everyone together around one icon for women and heart disease. And so we did make the decision to adopt NHLBI's red dress icon as the icon for Go Red for Women. And and
0: that's so smart. Um, I think that one of the key trends we see in creating social and issue movements is collaboration. The same thing happened, actually, with the pink ribbon. Avon really commercialized it a lot, but it was Estee Lauder that had the first pink ribbon. And again, each organization can execute in their own way. Um, But having this one symbol, one color, a rallying cry that creates movements, that gets millions and millions of people to get involved, to advocate, to donate, um, and truly to make changes. And so kudos to you. And I know you're very humble, but I know that you you had a lot to do with making those tough decisions happen. So now let's get into the good stuff. Once you had a brand and once you had an icon, you started taking Go Red and you instituted it into current assets as well as new can you talk briefly about how it went from the grass tops to the grass roots?
1: yes i would love to and and really that was key to to so much of the success that we had with go red for women and that we continue to have is that it was a In some ways, the time was just right for so many different reasons. You know, we have a very large grassroots um, community, obviously, with um, divisions across the country. And we have over 20 million volunteers across the country. And we needed to think about how could we mobilize that community, right? And so we built and worked with our field and our staff and our volunteers about looking at what were some of the things we were already doing and how could we leverage that and really shift even some of the branding, which that was something new we hadn't done before, to all have the same branding. So one great example is that we had... um, Luncheons around women and heart disease in several of our markets um, at that time, and so we went out, we looked at those events, and and uh, really talked with uh, the volunteers and staff, and 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 really. Uh, wanted to replicate the models that we were using around the luncheons across the country. And we wanted to go ahead and brand that. And I think the most important thing we did is not us going out and saying, this is how it needs to be in those early, you know, at that very early time. But it was more about how could this be a value to the work that they were doing locally and how exciting it would be for Everybody to be involved in this bigger movement we were trying to create. There was never a doubt in people's minds that this was such an important issue. But it's always a little bit tricky, as you know, to get everybody aligned under that one brand and that one messaging—that you know, the core messaging that we wanted to deliver at that time. So that's one great example. Yeah, and
0: certainly the excitement of we've got a brand, a rallying cry, a color, and then you started doing things. Talk about—you had medical things that you did that were really important as news, but then you also... The town, you painted the town red, you painted. I know I love, you know, on Wear Red Day, anchors across the country are wearing red clothing.
1: Yes, you know, there were so many components and that again was key, I think, to so much of the success we had. You know, when I think back, I you know, never 15 years ago when we were creating this would we think how uh, big Go Red is today and what a big impact we have been able to make. So yes, we looked at many different avenues and assets of the organization. So just to build on, let me just continue still with breast. Roots, um, which really was was the the uh, our ability to galvanize everybody together around a national wear red day. Again, NHLBI and other organizations all joined in around um, something called National Wear Red Day. So it was an icon day that we that we created around getting people to wear red and for cities to go red all on the same day so that we could um, shed light and really rally people around the issue. So that was, it was so great to see even the first couple of years, you know, I know, I remember you and I talking, Carol, about Niagara Falls went red at that time, right? Uh, Many monuments went red, but people were wearing red, newscasters across the country nationally and locally were wearing red. And that gave us a lot of momentum um, and continues to this day. At the same time, to your point, you know, we had to take a very broad approach and we need to take a approach to make an impact on this issue, right? It's one thing to get women aware and communities aware, but we also needed to make sure that the medical and the science side was there. And so one of the first things we did was we published new guidelines around women in heart disease. And actually it was some of the first guidelines specific to women that we ever published. Um, And so that really was a rallying cry for physicians about how to treat women with heart disease. And that was something else we did. We put toolkits together for physicians, positions across the country to really um, deliver those to them so that they could understand the impact they could help us to make with women.
0: Let's talk about partners, especially corporate partners, because I remember in the beginning, we were looking and we advised you to go after two um, partners at multiple millions of dollars for at least a three-year commitment. And I know we were all sweating bullets. We put together the lists and they were high alignment, mid alignment and not so aligned. And I think you were surprised when we said,
1: we should go after Macy's. Can you tell a little bit about the Macy's story? Yes, I would love to. So, you know, Macy's joined us right from the beginning. And to your point, Carol, we put a framework together um, on the different types of partners that we could potentially bring to the table around Go Red for Women and this important um, issue. And at first glance, you know, Macy's, which we called at that time a non-mission related, right? <laughs> right we yeah. had all these words. I remember the, fra- the triangle we put together. Exactly. Um that, uh, it, you know, uh, on the surface, it might not seem like it was the best partner um, for from a health perspective, but they were, of course, a great partner related to the audience that we were trying to reach. And they it was just perfect timing, I think, for our conversation with Macy's in that they were trying to reach women, women as their customers, women as their employees. And so it was, act. and they were looking for something new to gravitate to around that audience. And so Go Red for Women fit that for them. And so they were, you know, came on from day one. And the impact that we have been able to make with Macy's has just been unbelievable. You know, when I think about how they helped to accelerate the cause in so many ways by reaching out to their consumers and to their employees. employees um, from things like giving out the red dress pin, right, to the customers, raising dollars as part of that um, with the customer experience, as well as educating and working with their employees around health and, and the issue of women and heart disease. And I'm excited to say that um, Macy's, um, since the inception of Go Red, has raised more than $69 million for Go Red for women and women and heart disease. So it's very exciting.
0: We haven't even talked about the red dress collection. Uh, I know when we mentioned Macy's, in the beginning, we went, oh, we want a line of clothes, we want a line of clothes. And in the beginning, I think they, again, to, to, to educate our, Our our listeners, in the beginning, I think they had a bear and they were selling the bear during, uh, I think, heart disease month and raising monies. It wasn't quite a red dress collection. When did the red dress collection start? And then can you talk a little bit about the excitement of the fashion show? It is so fun.
1: I know. Um, it is fun. And I know we were there together just uh, not too long ago. But, you know, so the here's another great example of partnerships. So NHLBI actually started the Red Dress Fashion Show. And um, it was back then, 15 years ago, that that they really put that on. And then the American Heart Association joined them several years later as a, as a a complete partner, uh, partner on the, the Red Dress Fashion Show. But what was so exciting about that is that it's in conjunction with Fashion Week in New York City every year. And it is a way to showcase the issue, um, in the month of February, which is Heart Month. And that really has, um, uh, you know, spurred excitement. We get so much visibility and social media now around that, but it's really getting um, different Um Uh, icons and entertainment and celebrities and musicians to come together and model red dresses and tell their story about why heart disease is important to them.
0: When I was backstage this year, there were four tables with about eight to 10 people with their laptops, I mean, pushing out so much social media. And I went, Wow, that's really, really smart. And then I, you know, I interviewed a couple of them. They said, oh, we're from the affiliate in Des Moines. We're from the affiliate in Miami. We're from the affiliate in, you know, in uh, California and such. Um, And I said, that's so smart because it it was a real treat. Um, for your volunteers to, uh, I assume that it was, you know, they either paid their way or they were they got it as, you know, all expenses paid. Come to New York and be part of the entire event. So
1: exciting. Well, that's just such a great example of how we're continuing to try to evolve and look at those different opportunities. And so you're exactly right. You know, we really want to do so much more. Obviously, everything is digital nowadays. So 15 years later, right, um, we need to be doing everything digital and on social media. And so we're always looking at new and creative ways to be able to do that. And what better way to do that to then to bring staff and volunteers from across the country to the fashion show and have them be doing that, you know, so a great, um, you know, there's so much great visibility we get for the red dress fashion show. We, um, are streaming it live during that time. It, it, I think at this point, it creates close to 5 billion media impressions for us. And so it's just another way that we, you know, we actually do viewing parties in some of our local divisions who aren't able to come, obviously, to New York City. But so it's another way to galvanize and rally women together, because this is really about women coming together and caring about their health.
0: And it's big and it's bold. But I love, again, the story that NHLBI had had it first. And you, you put aside your competitive juices and said to to promote this movement to create awareness and action and behavior change, we're going to work together. And that is, again, if if our listeners only have one takeaway besides being bold and branded, um, it's to truly look to collaborate with others because you don't have to start from scratch. So can you talk a little bit about the um outcomes of Go Red for Women and, you know, what surprised you and what didn't surprise you?
1: We know as the American Heart Association, we can never do anything alone. And- it, it takes everyone working together to make the big impact that we want to make. And so that is so important for everyone to be thinking about. You know, can I just, I'm going to go down a little bit of a different dive and I'll oh, sure. swing back to okay. what um, the impact is, because this is really important to us. You know, one of the most important things, and this goes a little bit to what are some of the surprises on the impact side, is that, you know, our, um, you know, the whole movement around women in heart disease and go red around empowering women to have a stronger voice in their health is meaning that we have to reach all women everywhere. And I think that as we put our multi-pronged approach together, that was important from day one and continues to be important because there is disparities in health and how heart disease and stroke impact all populations. And so, you know, when I think of some of the great partnerships that we've built, they have been built across like with NHLBI, with um, obviously our corporate partners, with many other health organizations, but a lot of non-health organizations. Um, you know, I, I was thinking back that one of the things that we did early on is we um launched what was Porto Crozon, which is our Go Red Portu on to get to Hispanic women. And we and, and that was something that we launched at the Latin Grammy Awards in twenty in 2009, right? And so I think we're always looking for those partners who can help us to, to make that happen. So this past year, we had another really great success that I wanted to share about how we're reaching out to all, all our audiences. And one of the things that we've done is we have um, also been working with quite a few sororities. So So a great example that happened this year is we worked with the Alpha Kappa Alpha, which is the largest African-American sorority in the country, and they took on Go Red for Women in such a great big way. It was so exciting to see them. They took it on their their local chapters, took this on Go Red for Women as a community service activity, and they um, had their color is pink, but they had pink goes red. And and they had 1,700 events.
0: Oh my God. That's That's the
1: kind of scale that we need to talk about. It is. And so it's really great. And, and I could talk about those examples over and over like that. But there is that disparities that we need to continue to tack y- tackle and I, that can carry over into impact.
0: Yeah. And, and again, you know, I see you know, American Heart is you're so open to possibility. And, you know, once you had the brand and once you had the icon, and I always say that's a very large umbrella or a large tent. So it gives you a framework. But we also always talked about flexibility in a framework. So pink goes red. Brilliant. It's a great, great example. Um, I'd also just like to give you some kudos um, that Go Red for Women was recently named by Popular Vote as PR Week's top campaign of the top 20 years. And I, again, pink goes red. You're so open to no ideas. You know, that's how you constantly stay relevant and top of mind. Um, I'd also love you to talk about, you did this wonderful video um, called Just a Little Heart Attack with Elizabeth Banks as both, I think, the producer and the actress. Can you talk about it? And I would just hope that anybody who's listening, go to YouTube, um, look at Just a Little Heart Attack. It might save the life of somebody that you love.
1: Just- just a little heart attack is just, a, is just a great example where we were able to put a video together, and I would encourage you to uh, anyone to Google it. Um, that was a short uh, film that was directed by Elizabeth Banks um, and it was made for us a couple of years ago, now about four years ago. And it's been a way for us to approach this in a different way. Again, it talks about what do we need to do different, right? We need to tell stories because at the end of the day, the way we are going to make impact and connect with women is by telling stories of other women. And the just a little heart attack was a little bit of a comical twist um, on having a heart attack as a woman. And that had helped to galvanize and I think really make Go Red for women much more real to people in a funny way. It took, it took you know, it took somebody through every day what women go through um, in their lives. And again, had a little comical spin, but we're always looking for that way to make that happen. And the great thing about it is how viral it went, right? Uh, um, it has 4
0: million views.
1: It, it does. It has 4 million, 4 million views. And we continue to use it to this day day.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an evergreen, and it, you know Elizabeth Banks, she's you know getting her family ready to go to school, um, and she starts like you know showing these symptoms. Her jaw hurts, her her shoulder hurts. You know she's pulls her shirt out. She's kind of hot, and her husband said, "Are you okay?" And her son says, "Are you okay?" And you know the kids are kind of being kids, and you know all of a sudden more of these symptoms are coming up, and uh, she's trying to cut. I know the crust off the bread of her kids. Uh, sandwich, and it just looks like she's tearing it off. And then she turns around, and, the, and her son says, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And then she turns around and slams into the refrigerator, falls on the floor, and you know her, you know, her husband's gone off to work. And um, her son says, "Mom, you're having a heart attack." And of course, he's a digital native, so he hands her the phone, and she reads the signs on the phone uh, from American Heart Go Red, and and so then she di- so her kid goes off to school, and she dials nine one one. And she says, I think I'm having just a little heart attack. When can you get here? And they go in three minutes. And she looks around the kitchen. It's a mess. And she goes, can you come in 10? And it's just so funny and so real because one of the things I remember, you did research and you found that women put their family, their friends, everybody else ahead of their own heart health. And you wanted to, again, use this, you know, viral video to really say, no, you need to be attentive to the symptoms that are unique to women.
1: That's that's right. And, you know, when I think about what Go Red for Women has evolved into is exactly what we need it to at this time and uh, you know and in, in what time it is right now that women are really stepping up and looking at how they need to take care of themselves because you're exactly right they need to take care of everybody but they they have to include themselves and. What is so exciting is that we've really now built this platform or this um, you know architecture, as we like to say, to help women to empower and influence the different audiences and connections they have. Because at the end of the day, again, it's it's the stories of the women and women have are stepping up and know that they need to take care of this. They need to know about it for their families because of course, this affects everybody, heart disease. But the most important thing, they can't take care of anybody if they're not taking care of themselves.
0: We're unfortunately getting down to the end of our show, but I wanted to ask a few more questions, which is who do you admire, either a not-for-profit or a for-profit, for their social purpose work?
1: There's so many people that I admire. You know, I'm an information junkie, right? And I curate so many things And that uh, one of the things about me is I love to learn and I love to grow. Uh, I would say there's, you know, it is, it's unbelievable the work that so many organizations are doing to have an impact. And we need that in this day and age. But, you know, when I think of some of them, there's so many of them, but for example, nonprofits, the Alzheimer's association is doing some amazing work on such an important issue. Um, I really am um, enjoying, too, all of the things that are happening about our environment um, around just being outdoors. And I think that really the reason that um, plays at my heart is because I think being outdoors helps people to be physical active, you know, be physically active. And that's such an important uh, part of being healthy. So, you know, I think National Park Foundations or anyone doing anything like that, um, there's so many great companies working on that as well. Um, so I think there's a lot. You know, I look to every day. You're
0: being very politic. <laughs> well, I am.
1: No, I'm not. You know why? I, you know, I named a few. Um, share our strength. Some of the things around food is so important. Um, as a matter of fact, we've been trying to work with some of the food banks, for example, um, because we want to make sure, you know, what can we do to make that food a little bit more healthy? Um, so there's so many synergies and things like that that can make that you know come together. But people are doing great work, and I just love some of the corporate campaigns um, that are happening. Uh, you know, some of the ones that I just saw, you know, been seeing recently on the cars with uh, Subaru, for example, um, and some of the things that they're doing around the different efforts with the ties to several different nonprofits. I think is is neat the way they've done that. Um, of course, the things that you've been working on, Carol, um, have been fun. It was great to see. The Aflac um, campaign continue to be so strong. So there's a lot of things that are really great going on.
0: Yeah, I think that, that you know, it's no longer if, but it's how. And you have just done such, you and the American Heart Association have, you know, you led the way. You were a pioneer with Go Red. Kathy, talk about, um, I know Macy's was your first partner, but you've had some um, recent partners and uh, you've got a really terrific one.
1: We're so Honored and grateful for the great support we've gotten over the years from so many fabulous um, companies doing many different things around Go Red for women, especially at the local level, galvanizing around our um, luncheons and um, you know, Go Red for Women as it relates to luncheons is getting executives very much involved um, and stepping up and really wanted to be a part of this um, movement that we've created. And when I think about that and I think about health and I think of executives, I want to talk a little bit about our uh, a national sponsor, CVS. You know, it's interesting when we think about the reason why and going back to why it's important to think about different companies and how to best work together. It goes to that shared goals. And um, many of you might remember that um, CVS disrupted the market by stopping to sell cigarettes and tobacco products in uh, 2014. And that really was um, a first step in us getting together. And now CVS is a national sponsor of Go Red for Women. And they are doing, you know, we're doing some great things together. They're doing screenings in their Minute Clinics in February, which is Heart Month. And also they're bringing their executives to the table. And as a Matter of fact, one of their current executives is a national chair of our Go Red for Women Leadership Council. And so there's so many great things that we can do together with partners. And that executive leadership is also extremely important, too, in trying to really galvanize some other people to be interested, other leaders to come to the table around Go Red for Women.
0: Yeah, CBS is great, and we're actually going to have them on uh, the podcast in a few weeks. Oh, um, great! So we'll great. be su- we'll be sure to ask them about um, their various initiatives, and they certainly are evolving from a pharmacy to CBS Health. Um, and it's it's a it's a great shift in a business model, and one they're going to be very successful with. Um. So I also want to ask you, what kind of resources do you, you know, when you talk to your colleagues or to young people and you say, you know, there's, you started out by saying you're so curious, you read so much. Um, What are a few that you recommend to people? And then we're going to put more of those in our show notes.
1: Okay. So you know what? So again, I am, I'm always looking at the latest and greatest, but I like my information in small bites, right? So I am reading, you know, I'm reading a current book called Leader Shift. Now this isn't the small bites, right? Um, That is a new book about, you know, how do you really look at different, the shift in how you really need to be a leader nowadays. And there's some really good information in there um, that that's something I'm reading, but I Really, I'm, I'm always looking at the different sources. I read the Wall Street Journal, the Harvard Business Review. I'm always looking at anything as it relates to cause branding, you know, and just corporate and social impact. Um, I read Fast Company. Um, I'm always looking at different types of um, uh, media, too, because I think the mo- the reason I do that. And so let me be clear about why I do that. Probably the one of the best ways to... Um, connect with partners and look for new partners is to make sure you are up on the trends, right? And what is happening? And so looking at social media, I'm fortunate. I have two, uh, Twenty-year-olds, I guess, um, that uh, as children, Adam and Amanda, they keep me very, um, I would say, on trend about what we do. You know, I laugh now because my daughter Amanda, who is twenty-five, who was born with a heart defect, um, and is doing well, but she's always looking at what the Heart Association is doing and saying, "and Go Red for Women." Well, Mom, this was really good. This got you know posted here <laughs> and there, or this wasn't so That's good, great. right? So I get a lot of feedback from from those two, as most of us do. But it's so important to stay um up on trends and what is happening you know one of the things that makes me laugh and I tell people this I watch shark tank right who doesn't love, love shark, shark tank right? yeah. i love it but part of that is just to get i wrap my mind around how people think right and what's happening what what is the What's the gap in, in the marketplace? It also helps you to stay very current with, um, again, what, what's going on in companies. I want to say one last thing, though, on that is that I'm very fortunate that I work with some unbelievable volunteers, CEOs of companies, um, you know, uh, so many executives, um, community leaders, and I really take the time to listen to them, not only, you know, do the business that we have to do as business, but I ask them for guidance and information all the time. And I think that's something that somebody, people should not forget to do, even if they're not your direct mentor or anything like that, they, you know, they're going to keep you up on what's happening in many different industries.
0: Oh, that's that's great. So we always like to end our show with insights. And so if you could share and you can repeat some previous ones or new ones, um, what are three ish four top insights um, for either NGOs that want to um, continue on their mission, greater fundraising, partner with, you know, bigger companies or for companies that might want to partner with NGOs?
1: So I would say that the number one thing really goes to being authentic to your brand but not being afraid to step outside of the norm, right? And I and I think the piece around that is, you know, one of the reasons Go Red was is so successful today too is it, it is authentic to us, but we we did step outside of our boundaries just a little bit, right? But at the core of it, at the core it was about, you know, it is who we are, right? And I think finding that authentic uh, way to connect with either an NGO or a, a for-profit company is so important. And then really looking at the shared goals that you might have, whether it be, as I explained, around women, right? It could be around health. It could be around um uh, grassroots, right? Wanting to be at scale. Um, there's always problems that you're, you can solve together, but being clear about what that is that you're trying to solve together.
0: That's, that's great. Um, And so in closing, just one last question, which is what is your professional purpose?
1: Well, my, uh, I have had so many incredible experiences in my career in at this point, and Carol, you know me, I am a positive person. And so I really feel like my purpose is to make sure there's positive energy out there every day. And for me to give that positive energy, but to also um, really help people to see the possibilities. And one of the things is bringing people together to make those possibilities happen is, Something that I enjoy doing, I have an innate ability to do that, and my purpose is to continue to see how we can make bigger impact by coming together and making big and bold things happen
0: and and you certainly do, so I want to thank kathy rogers she 's been a friend for a really long time um, i've watched her her curiosity, her wonderful ability to bring people together, and her nice resilience and persistence. To email me three times, uh, pick up the phone, show up on my doorstep, and then having the great ability to collaborate with so many people, build consensus, but not give up the boldness of the ideas and the mission. So you are a superstar in the not-for-profit world. Um, All of us are better because we know you and we've learned from you. So thank you so much today. This is Carol Cohn for Purpose 360 and have a great day.